So we start off the conversation with Victor Riseabiti, who is the mine worker at Imbala Bafukeng Platinum Mine. So we understand that around 60 of the more than 2,000 workers who have embarked on a sit-in at the Impala Bafukeng Platinum Mine in Rustenburg in the northwest have resurfaced uh, from underground. Some, um, or some of them are reported to have chronic medical conditions. The sit-in is in protest, which began yesterday as since brought operations at the mine to a standstill. The workers are frustrated over issues including employee share schemes and pension funds after Impala bought the mine. Victor is now joining us on the line. Victor, good afternoon thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Chayawi. I'm well, I'm well. Thank you so much. So, Victor, let's start off here. What's the situation like currently? Uh, yeah, the situation right now is very much worse sir, than it was before, like from yesterday. Mm. Remember, we, we slept here outside the, the mine as, as members of NUM, uh, supporting the comrades that are underground as we speak. So apparently what happened right now, the comrades that are underground, some of them, they, they, they have requested that they are using medication of, uh, chronic disease, uh, for chronic diseases uh, so that they can come out under, from underground. Then we saw them when they come out underground because we chat with, with them. So some of them, they were men and women. Mm. It was uh, four men and six women that they come, came out. And then after that, after, I think 30 minutes after, that's when I started now to uh, to to see an uh, an ambulance going underground to go and fetch uh, two or three. I, I think it was two or three, two or three uh, uh, comrades that were uh, also, you know, collapsed underground in terms of uh, not mm. having food and water. Because apparently what happened, uh, management, that, or I don't know if, if uh, what is the management or the union side, they doesn't want uh, food to go underground and water. So that, that's the situation uh, actually uh, as it is not right now. And also, yeah. outside the yard, outside the yard of the, the premises of the company, the community that are staying around the mine, they are gathered there with uh, full numbers there. They are gathered there as, as, as we speak right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there are more than 300 to 400 people outside there. They wanted to enter into the premises. Then we go, I go, I go individually so to them and speak to them and say, yeah. let us not, you know, uh, 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 damage the infrastructure of the company because tomorrow we're going to use it. Let us be polite. Let's sit down and let, let, let's listen to what you are saying and then we'll maybe bring it uh, to the company so that the company can assist us also. Okay. So Victor, they, just quickly, on, on the issues relating to, for instance, um, some of the concerns that have been raised by the workers, including some of uh, the NUM members, your colleagues, what are those issues and when were they first raised by um, your colleagues and what has the mindset? Yeah, this issue, it's a, it's a, it's a long, long, long uh, issue that has been raised from October. Uh, what happened is uh, uh, we we received a 24,000 rand as shares that was being paid to our to our account uh, in the system, but when it comes to um, our our banks, it came to the bank being deducted. Uh, you know, I don't know whether uh, how can I put it because it was an unprofessional deduction. 
some of us they, they did deduct the thirteen thousand. Some they didn't deduct the eleven thousand, ten thousand, nine thousand. It was fluctuating actually. So now remember, you get twenty four thousand. It's been deducted to uh, they deducted eighteen thousand rand on your account. You left with how much? Eleven thousand rand for the shares. Then the mine was sold to Impala. It was from Rolbo uh, Freedom Platinum, which is the RB Plat. Sold to Impala, and when you sold to Impala, we as as the members of NUM in 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 Rolbo Freedom Platinum mine, we have a provident fund and a pension fund. So now, what the community are saying, they said before they can go to Impala, let them be paid to their pension fund into their account. And also let that have the new contract into the Impala site so that they can now be said to them to themselves and say, I am the I am as Victor, I am the Impala employee. But right now we are not the Impala employees, just only in papers and in, in documentations. Okay. And what was the response of the company? Yeah, the, the response of the company right now, they are saying they're going to give us the pay slip on the 24, I mean, 2024, actually, in other words, they are resolving the matter next year. Okay. But people are, but people are underground as we, see, as we speak. All right. And just finally, Victor, um, some of your colleagues, um, did they say that they were held against the will underground? No. So they, they, they volunteered to be part of the sit-in? Actually, the sit-in uh, it was it, it happened for all of all of the workers around yeah. North Shaft and South Shaft. Okay, then thank you so much for your time. Uh, Victor is one of the mine workers at Impala Bafukeng Platinum Mine. Let's quickly get um, speak to Session Naidu, SABC News reporter. Session from your end, what can you add to what Victor has just shared with us and what the situation is? Ah, yes, Aldrin. So Victor basically covered uh, all the bases in terms of. Uh, you know, what the strike is about and so on. So just in terms of the latest development, it's just that we saw, you know, quite a lot of community members from around the mine coming out to picket uh, at the main gates of uh, the Royal Bafokeng Platinum Mine. Uh, you know, and this is in support of the almost 2,000 employees that are currently staging a sit-in underground. We have tried, you know, on several occasions throughout the day just to get an update from the company themselves. However, we have been unsuccessful. They did, uh, you know, release a statement yesterday evening saying that, uh, you know, uh, they are t- actually telling workers that all those employees who do participate, uh, you know, in this uh, illegal uh, sitting, or as they call it, an illegal sitting, they will actually be criminally charged. So when we did speak to the National Union of Mine Workers, they said that they were actually locked in meetings with uh, the mine management overnight as well as throughout the day today just to try and come to a solution in terms of actually bringing this fit in to an end. Uh, as you know, as Victor said as well, you know, many of the employees underground are now uh, not getting proper food, not getting enough water, which is resulting in, uh, you know, them fainting and being, being weak and so on underground. And we did see, uh, you know, just a few... Uh, Maybe about half an hour ago, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there were two employees that had to be uh, taken to hospital uh, because they fainted underground. So, you know, this is a developing story, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see whether or not the uh, negotiations between the union and the mine is successful uh, today so that those employees can actually come out from underground.
Thank you so much, Sasha Naidu, SABC News reporter. And speaking about the company, we have Johan Theron on the line, who's the Group Executive for Corporate Affairs at Impala Platinum. Johan, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon. Sure. Johan, from your end, how many workers have now resurfaced since uh, the start of the sit-in? Yeah, so presently we've got 2,090 people still still underground. Sorry, 2,000 and? 90, 9-0. So how many would have resurfaced? About 115, um, 60 overnight and again 60 during the day. Okay. Um, the situation underground as well, because the company had said um, that the NUM is also trying to negotiate with the miners that are staging the sit-in. What's the update on that front? Yeah, so the NUM is the majority union. Um, 80% of the workers belong to the union. So we facilitated the process for the leadership of the NUM to go underground and engage with the underground workers. And we've been locked in with them today um, to try and secure the best possible resolution. Yeah. Uh, and, and what's the update on that? Well, um, the, we, we've provided feedback on some of the issues raised and, you know, they're engaging with their, their, their members. Um, you know, it's hard to negotiate in a way where people have locked themselves on the ground and putting their health and their jobs at risk. So, you know, our position is to de-escalate the tension, to say our doors are open, we're willing to listen, you know, please come sit around the table, let's understand the issues and let's resolve the issues in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. So what did the union say about what their members are saying underground? Yeah, I think, you know, it's obviously hard to understand exactly what the concern is. Purportedly, it is about some expectation that pension fund savings can be paid out and also some concern potentially with a historical um, profit share arrangement that they have the option to convert at their discretion to similar to our other operations where there's a share ownership structure. Um, but you know, the, the nature of these um, arrangements makes it very, very difficult for a constructive conversation and it's our call you know, to, for, for people to surface, to join up with their families and to raise whatever issues they have so that it can be resolved. Yeah. So we just spoke to one of your employees who said that um, in October there was an issue around the um, around the 24,000 rand that was paid into their accounts, was supposed to have been paid into their accounts, but there were deductions of around 13,000 and some people 11,000. Uh, so it fluctuates. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, so again, it's hard when, you know, you're talking about rumor and conjecture. Um, the only possible thing that it can speak to is when, you know, bonuses or awards are paid out and like me and you, everybody has to pay tax, um, you know, and we are legally obliged according to the scale of taxable income to, to you know, deduct tax accordingly. Yeah, but uh, 13000 from 24000 is that possible? Yeah, of course. I mean, people have got different tax arrangements and tax directors before any payment are asked of SARS and then you get feedback per individual in terms of their tax affairs, how much tax money the company must must retain. In each one of these instances, we've made available independent tax consultants to sit with concerned individuals, go through the individual tax concerns and assist them um, you know, with advice and support to ensure that their tax affairs are in order and done in the best yeah. um, you know, and most efficient way. 
So, so with this particular case, were there any employees who were owing um, the taxmen? And that's the reason why you have more than 50% of their bonuses being deducted, because we don't have a 50% uh, tax deduction in this country. No, of course. So tax. it's very hard to talk about individuals. Again, yeah. you know, we're talking about 10,000 people, and it's different for each and every single individual. But the principle is the same. Everybody qualifies for the same payouts, and the same South African tax regime is applied to every single individual according to its tax affairs as it stands at that date and time with the authority. Yep. And um, the issue around the pension funds, um, how's the company dealing with that? Because what the workers are also saying is that they would have wanted uh, their pension funds to be paid out um, since they were with Impala and um, you have now taken over. Sorry, uh, Royal Bafugeng. Yeah, so again, I mean, there are legislation in place here that dictate what we can and can't do. So when you buy a business as a going concern and you give people security of their jobs, in other words, everybody retained their jobs and their conditions of employment, then, you know, it's normal business and, and those privileges and saved up pension funds remain in stature and in law as is. Um, you know, another arrangement you would then, you know, nobody would have a job, everybody would have to reapply and their pension funds would be paid out and the buyer of the business then could elect who to, you know, sign on at his discretion. So, you know, depending on, you know, how a transaction gets conducted and the negotiations and the wishes, if people want to retain their jobs, you know, then it's a going concern. And again, in each one of these instances, the the legislation and the laws of the country must be upheld. Um, on the issue around food and water, is it true that the company has uh, prevented any food and water going down? No, absolutely not. So water is permanently available in the areas where they've accumulated. There are ablution facilities there as well. And we have sent um, in food down last night to ensure that people are sustained and nourished. Um, so food was sent down. So what's the next move for the company, considering that you're now moving into day two of the sit-in? Well, I think, you know, the, the first and principal thing is that employees have elected to conduct themselves in this way. So they've willingly and knowingly put themselves at risk. The company has gone out of its way to say, our door is open. Please come and sit with us, raise these issues. We've opened the shafts. We've put people at the shafts to um, take people out. So, you know, people are free to walk out at any time that they, they so wish. And, you know, we said that we are open and willing to engage in whatever matters is raised. Um, so, you know, our principal concern is the safety and the well-being of our employees. And we're doing everything to de-escalate the situation and to make it possible to have a constructive conversation outside of the risky behavior that these employees have elected yep. to subject themselves to. And the company will be taking disciplinary action against uh, the striking workers? Well, again, it, it has to be dealt on an individual basis. So there are rules, regulations, and laws in the country, and to the extent that people have, um, you know, misbehaved in any particular way, there's always due process. And in the end of due process, you know, if it's proved in the required way, and then there are sanctions that apply. You know, we, we still operate in a democratic, um, you know, law-abiding country with laws and regulations. And like everybody else, we need to uphold those, um, you know, to have a functional business and society. Considering that the operations have been suspended, how much is the company losing per day estimate? 
Yeah, so, you know, most of the production from those two shops, um, you know, those are the bulk of the, the operation. So almost the entire revenue stream of that operation is being compromised. At a time where we have very low PGM prices, we're seeing job cuts and, you know, across the industry. So you couldn't have picked the worst um, you know, timing to, to embark on such such an action. But that's not our primary consideration sure. right now. You know, we are we are focused on de-escalating the situation, getting everybody safely back to their families, and then you know being able to have a constructive conversation. Sure. So so estimate wise, how much is the company losing per day? Yeah, so the company is losing the order of 100 million rand a day. But again, I mean, these are just numbers. The, you know, how do you count? 2,000 people underground, uh, you know, putting their health and, and, and well-being at risk. Okay, thank you so much for your time. That is Johan Theron, who is the Group Executive for Corporate Affairs at Impala Platinum.